listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, Ricardo Gonsalves here with SBS On The Money from the SBS Newsroom for this Friday the 18th of December 2020. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, Bitcoin is back trading at a record high. We'll tell you what you need to know in a few moments. First, to the COVID outbreak in Sydney and the financial and economic implications, Shane Oliver from AMP Capital, the chief economist there, put it in perspective. He says that so far, the Northern Beaches cluster has been averaging around 10 cases a day, which is similar to the experience New South Wales had around July and August, but there are reasons to be optimistic that it can be brought under control. One, that beach sewerage suggests COVID wasn't around earlier, meaning that they're new infections. Two, testing is more available and widespread than before, which helps contact tracers. Three, summer should make it easier to contain any outbreak. And four, New South Wales has a good track record. If, though, a Victorian-style lockdown is needed, Shane Oliver estimates it could knock 2.5% off national GDP by the March quarter. That's around $12.5 billion. But, as he mentioned, there are reasons to be optimistic. Still, though, the Australian share market fell. The S&P ASX 200 down by 1.2% to 6675 For more of the day's actions, I spoke earlier with Jessica Amir from Bell Direct. Jessica, to what extent has the Sydney COVID-19 outbreak impacted markets? Well, today the Aussie share market experienced a pullback of about 0.8 of a percent, almost erasing yesterday's gain. But the pullback was on the back of a couple of things. The first one being the COVID-19 spike in the northern beaches, uh, with insular travel restrictions being brought back in to contain that cluster. Now that saw stocks tied to the economic reopening pullback, like Webjet and Qantas. They fell about four percent, but travel stocks like these have seen huge gains of late. Webjet, in particular, up 60 percent last month. Qantas up 30%. Theme park owner Ardent Leisure, that also saw a sizable fall, down about 6%. And building and construction companies also saw some profit taking. But if we learn from the past outbreaks in Victoria and South Australia, now their economies did bounce back. So you'd think, uh, given what we've got, if we do the right thing, this should be short-lived for the economy and for the stock market. What do you think makes investors nervous at the moment? Because we've seen such a strong lead into December with a rally in November. Are we due for a pullback anyway? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. There are always risks in market, but if you just look at today, we, we can see uh, there's always risks. But investors do need to consider that we're in a domestic-led recovery fueled by government support, and the fundamentals are there, Ricardo, to move the market higher as earnings are starting to rise, business confidence levels have rebounded, and the economic recovery is happening faster than expected. And many are forecasting the ASX 200, uh, which is a broad gauge of the Aussie share market, will rally 8 to 10% next year. And earnings per share growth of 15% is expected. So there is plenty of opportunities, uh, particularly in those oversold parts of the market in 2020. Um, And we're likely to see a strong recovery, of course, as the world goes back to normal late next year. Can you run us through some of the good moves today? 
Well, I guess what stood out to me was um, investors are pretty much preempting uh, what's going to happen with this uh, spike in the northern beaches. So we saw a spike uh, preempting uh, a spike in vitamin sales um, and perhaps people are preempting that people will continue to go back to the doctor or people will go back to the doctor more than they have been um, as a result of the COVID spike. Now that saw Blackmore's the vitamin maker, saw quite a healthy rally today. NIB and Medibank health insurance companies also did well seeing sizable gains and so did uh, and Pico, which sells face masks and Woolies uh, actually saw a bit of a kick as well because some are thinking could go back into a serious lockdown like we saw back in March. And speaking of good, gold stocks have been rallying. Yeah, that's that's for sure. So gold stocks um, are experiencing another bit of a gold rush. That's because the gold price is up 2.5% this week and it's on track for its third uh, straight weekly gain. So today gold stocks did well. Across the week, uh, gold stocks outperformed the market. Just to call out a couple, Resolute Mining, Perseus are up 14% this week. But the reason the gold price is rising is due to COVID-19 cases spiking in the US and also in Europe. Um, and this is also uh, to do with the um, US dollar continuing to be sold down. But what's really key here as this rally is likely to be short-lived, gold is only expected to rally for the next six to nine months and then unwind those gains as the economy starts to reopen and the vaccine will be in hopefully full circulation. And on the flip side, which stocks didn't do well? Well, just looking at the biggest drags on the market today, they weren't actually related to the New South Wales COVID-19 outbreak. A2 Milk fell a massive 22% on the back of the company actually walking away from their earnings forecast for the year because Daigo sales actually fell far more than the company expected. QBE, another standout stock that dragged the market lower after the insurer fell about 12% on flagging that investors should brace for a billion dollar loss on the back of a pullback in people not taking out insurance because of COVID-19 and also on the back of um, claims being likely to ramp up due to the rise of La Nina, a weather pattern that occurs every few years and has reared its ugly head and is likely to stay around until February. So those two stocks were the biggest fallers today on the market. Jessica Amir there from Bell Direct. Uh, Bitcoin is booming again. The digital currency surged overnight, climbing more than 10% to a fresh record, and it's up 400% since March. The last time it had such a strong rise was back in 2018, but it fell just as hard as it rose. The latest surge comes amid institutional or professional investor interest. So for more on that, I spoke earlier with RMIT University's economics professor, Jason Potts. Jason, Bitcoin had a huge swing overnight. Why are all this interest in Bitcoin all of a sudden? Yeah, so Bitcoin went up enormously overnight in all of the markets, but it's been it's been on a steady rise for the past month or so. And probably the main reason this time is just significant institutional interest um, in, in, in the cryptocurrency. Where is that institutional interest coming from? So it's coming from private companies, um, just any companies that are holding large amounts of cash reserves and need to park them somewhere. And a lot of the traditional assets that they've put them into, such as money market funds or even gold, are not providing significant, you know, very good returns at the moment. So Bitcoin is just another asset um, that is starting to, to be adopted into these um, types, of, types of portfolios. 
Okay, so why do you think institutional investors now are, are interested in Bitcoin? Does it add legitimacy to it? And what are people using Bitcoin for these days? So institutional investors have been sitting on the sideline for quite a long time. And I think that they've started to get confident now because the regulations around it are starting to be clear. The tax treatment is starting to clear up. And just a lot of the uncertainties around um, how the how governments will treat this investment are, are firming up. And I think that's led to a growth in confidence that we're starting to see now driving demand. Pros and cons of Bitcoin, if we were to do a Bitcoin 101? Yeah, so Bitcoin is a, a native digital asset. Um, it's scarce. There's only ever going to be 21 million of them, and, and I think we're at almost 18 million have been mined already. So it's it's a nice hedge against inflation is how it's intended to be. Um, but the, the cons are it's still a new technology. Um, it's highly volatile, as we've seen over the past three or four years, and it's unlikely that that volatility will smooth out much. And speaking of volatility, what do investors need to know? Because the last time Bitcoin rallied just as hard was back in 2018, but a few weeks later, it fell just as hard. Yeah. So Bitcoin is a speculative asset. It always has been like this. It'll likely continue. So, um, you know, treated appropriately in terms of, of that sort of expected risk. Um, key management is another huge issue around just it's a, it's a, it's a very easy asset to lose. Jason Potts there from RMIT University. That is SBS on the money for this Friday and for the week. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.